Did you set big intentions at the start of the year, wanting to leave behind the old and step into something new? And yet, six months later, perhaps you haven't made as much progress as you wanted, or maybe you're one of the few who did make progress and it's a really hard slog. If so, stay tuned for this episode because we're going to be diving into how to do a mid-year review that's actually effective and allows you to take the action that you need to create a life, career, and business that you actually love. Welcome to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Barnes. Together, we'll be exploring how you can get unstuck and pursue a career and life that's meaningful and impactful, both to you and to others, and that doesn't require you to hustle and grind 24-7. I'm passionate about you getting clarity on your unique career path and to make empowered decisions on where to and what's next from a place of alignment to who you really are, beyond your corporate persona, title, or societal expectations of what you should do. Join me as we talk all about how to get unstuck in your life and business with your unique intuitive intelligence. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. To download the five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, head to SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash five ways. Welcome to today's podcast, where we're going to dive into how to do a mid-year review to create a life, career, and business that you actually love. Today's episode is really inspired by a recent birthday that I had. My birthday is at the end of May, which pretty much coincides with the middle of the year. And like many, it's an opportunity to reflect and do some introspection. And for me, this birthday, it really got me thinking about where I am in this point in my life. And it inspired today's podcast because at the time of recording, obviously we are midway through the year, but in life, we're always going to be reviewing where we are, where it is that we're going And my intention for you today is to really support you to do an effective review that you actually use. I don't know about you, but I can be very good at doing the introspection and the goal setting and the planning. And then it's in the trenches when we're implementing the strategies and executing on those projects where things can sometimes fall down a little bit. And I want to support you today to really, number one, set the right goals for you. But number two, know how you're going to effectively implement them so that come the next six months, perhaps when you listen to this podcast again, you'll realize, oh, I have made progress. I have made changes and there's lots that you can celebrate. So we're going to be diving in today into why is it important to do a review? Spoiler alert, this is important, especially if you're busy. So busy is not an excuse. It's actually even more essential if you find yourself really busy. We're going to dive into the number one mindset shift that's needed to do a successful review. Then we're going to move into how do you move this into strategy? What's an effective way to review and then map your goals? And then I'm going to share my best advice for implementing these new changes. So this is a bit of a workshop style. You might want to grab a notebook if you want to take some notes, but just know that all of the links that I mentioned in today's episode will be over on the show notes, which you can access at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 28. All right, you ready to do this? Let's dive in. So why is it important to do a review? 
Well, we all know that life moves very quickly. And as I was doing my birthday review, in all full transparency, next year is like a big birthday year for me. And it's my final year in this decade. And I got to thinking like, wow, it's not just a mid-year review for me. This is kind of like a midlife review. And it's crazy how fast time goes. The other day, I took my son to his school walkthrough. And it's actually the same school that I went to growing up here in Hong Kong. And I went back and I thought, my goodness, this is absolutely nuts. My son is now starting at the school that I went to. And gosh, sometimes I still feel like a kid. So when I say life passes you by, I really mean it. And I definitely feel it at this point. And the thing is, as life passes you by where things get busy, things can go unchecked, right? Things can pile up. We get used to doing all of the things focusing on the same things that we've done before and our schedule can go to default mode and fill up with other people's agendas, other things that we need to get done. And sometimes we can be taken off track because we're just in the business of life and grinding and doing all the things that we need to do in all the roles and all the hats that you wear, perhaps as an employee or as a business owner, parent, daughter, sister, friend, all the things. So the analogy I like to give around this is really around the home and clutter. Recently, I've been really enjoying the home edit on Netflix, such a great series by two amazing women who've created this incredible business. If you haven't checked it out, essentially these two women, Clea and Joanna, go into people's homes and take the mess and declutter everything and create a system of putting things away and organizing everybody's stuff. So if you've watched the home edit, this is going to make sense. If not, the analogy of tidying your home can really help with this. So when I say life passes you by and things can go unchecked, this is very much like pieces of paper piling up, putting things in certain drawers and having default zones for different things just because that's easy and that's where you put things to begin with when you first moved into your home. And you can live and function where you are but you're not thriving, right? So micro things can bug you. And maybe this is just me, but you let me know. But if I see a pile where it's messy and cluttered, I just kind of shrink a little bit. I'm like, ugh, and it bugs you and it zaps your energy. It's the same thing with your career and business. When there are little things that you're just tolerating and you're just accepting, really this is you going through the motions and tolerating things, then that zaps your energy and doesn't seem fun anymore. And for us as humans, we have a really high capacity to tolerate stuff, right? You know, we can tolerate the junk drawer. We can tolerate the clutter in the corner. We can tolerate the kid's messy playroom until, my gosh, it gets to a breaking point where you just have to declutter everything and sort everything out again. And any parents out there will know how frustrating that is because a few days later, all that organization goes out the window. Well, as this relates to your career, your work, your business, whatever path you've chosen for yourself, It can feel like you're just going through the motions, staying in the job because that's the track and you tolerate a lot. You tolerate your soul dying just that little bit every day because you can do what you've got in front of you because you've got the routine, you've been doing it for long enough now, but you're missing that excitement. You're missing that sense of meaning. And as humans, we can tolerate this for a really long time. And I think actually in light of everything that's been happening during the pandemic, as hard as it has been, and obviously it's been horrendous with people losing loved ones and economic factors, there's so much that's been at play. There has also been this other side of actually reflecting on, well, what really matters? What needs to change? 
And if you're in a position where your life hasn't been affected as much, I think that many of us are being called to look at, well, how can we change things for other people and like do something about the system that just clearly is not working for people. But I digress. (laughs) So humans, we have a high capacity for tolerations. And most of us, in order to create change, have to reach a breaking point before doing anything. So as I shared at the start, if you had these big intentions at the start of the year to leave behind the old, step into the new, and six months later, you're like, gosh, I'm in the same place. Don't beat yourself up. We're hardwired to tolerate a lot. We're hardwired to stay in our comfort zone. And many of us do need to get to a breaking point before we take that action. So today, what I'm talking about when I talk about reviews, this is really something that, yes, you can do today, but it's actually also something I encourage you to do every so often, whether that be quarterly, monthly, however you desire to do it, to really review and check in that you're actually staying on track to your goals without just drifting and staying stuck in the status quo. Truly, regular check-ins and feedback loops are everything when it comes to moving towards what matters. So that's why it's really important, particularly if you're busy, because if you're busy, you're just going to keep on going and you need a checkpoint to make sure all that busy work is actually contributing to something. All right. So hopefully by now you're like, yes, Shiv, I know that I need to do a review, in which case I want to share the number one mindset shift to doing a successful review. Often when we think of a review, if you've worked in corporate or you are in corporate, we can think of, you know, our 360 reviews at work where you do a review, your boss does a review of you, your peers do a review of you. And typically in that setting, we focus on weaknesses and what's not working. And in my books, sure, like that's one piece of it. We want to look at what's not working. But a major piece is about celebrating what you are doing. It's not just about what's right and wrong. It's not just about what you did do or didn't do. I want you to think about your review as something of celebrating what you've learned. You know, if you look at the weaknesses or things that aren't working, like celebrating what you're here to learn, but also equally just honoring the celebrations as well. So again, it's middle of the year. My kids' midterm end of year reports have come through. And as I go through that report with my kids, we go through together and we celebrate, look what you did really well. Like, wow, did you notice that this improved? Wow, let's celebrate that. Okay, other areas that you think you want to work on or that you've learned a lesson and you want to improve. So this review, I think why we focus on the negative is number one, our minds are hardwired to look out for the negative. But number two, you know, when you get that report card, it can be so natural to go to, well, where's not meeting expectations or whatever letter system you use, the C or D or whatever it is. And I invite you to reframe that and realize that, yeah, that number or that letter, wherever you score, that's simply information. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that this is fixed in stone. It's simply feedback to number one, decide, is this something I want to integrate? And number two, how does that feel for me? Does this feel accurate and true? I've been testing different ways of working recently. For the past six months, one of my goals has been to really look at my relationship to time, energy, and money, which if you listen to last week's podcast, you'll notice that these are the three areas you want to look at if you're feeling stuck in your life, career, or business. So go and check that out if you'd like to listen to that. What I've noticed is that as I'm testing my way of working, so actually implementing these changes to my relationship to time, energy, and money, I've noticed that what's made the biggest difference for me is actually celebrating and recording what I have done. 
And it's so interesting because this very simple act of just recording it has shown me, my gosh, how much I forget, (laughs) how much my mind is hardwired to focus on what still has yet to be done, what I need to focus on next. And celebrating your wins is such a game changer. And, you know, if you look at it from a neuroscience perspective, when you focus on what you're winning at, what you've done really well, it gives you that dopamine hit and you get that feedback loop in your mind of, oh, when I do X, Y, Z that I set out to and I celebrate and realize that there's a win at the end of it, there's an opportunity to celebrate and have some pleasure, then your mind's going to be more inclined to do the hard thing. You know, procrastination can sort of fade away to the background and you actually take action on those goals. So it's actually a really smart thing to celebrate your wins. It's not just some frou-frou, feel good, unnecessary thing. So that's the number one mindset shift. Focus on your wins. Let's now transition into what's an effective way to do a review so that you can then map the right goals. There are four core questions for review and they go by a handy analogy, edit. (laughs) Thank you to the home edit for inspiring this. It's not their analogy, but this is what I'm going to use. This incorporates both what is working and what isn't working. So this is really building on that mindset shift that I mentioned previously. Because remember, we're here to celebrate what's here and to change or make better what's not working. And when I say better, better is defined by you. You can apply this to any core area of your life. For me personally, I like to think about my goals in terms of two main buckets. One is personal, and personal can include things like health, relationships, anything personal. And the second is professional. Professional includes things like career, business, money, that side of things. So for you, as you're doing your review and you're mapping the right goals, you can choose to apply this to personal and professional, or you can do something else. But I want to give you a frame that might support you. And there are four simple questions that you want to ask using this edit analogy. E in edit stands for Excel. This is where you ponder what's going really well. Where are you excelling? And if doing really well and excelling is a bit of a stretch for you right now, then what are you doing good or great at? Because believe you me, you are doing something really, really well. You're just not giving yourself credit for it. So that's the E for Excel. D is delete. This question here that you want to ask is, what am I tolerating that's draining my energy and I can delete? So what's that thing you just, you got to take off your list. And I'm going to go through this and give an example in a moment. I is for improve. The question you want to ask here is, what's the number one shift or change that I can improve that will make a difference in this area of my life? Again, personal, professional. And T is time. And this question that you can ask here is, when am I going to implement and schedule these changes? It can start with a really small change. You don't need a big fancy visioning session. If you want to do a review, if there's one thing you take from today, let it be the edit asking a few short questions to really get clear on your biggest goal in your personal or your professional life. So let me give an example of this. I'm going to take one of my goals for this year. So one of my goals this year was to have a daily quit time and not work so much in the evenings. I really love what I do. And I also love spending time with my kids. As I've shared in previous podcasts, for me, I'm constantly navigating this tussle between time with my kids, being a mom, and also having goals for myself in my business and in my work. And for me this year, I wanted to have a daily quit time where I could switch off and not work so hard, right? Now, obviously here in Hong Kong, we had the fifth wave of the pandemic and all good plans kind of went out the window as, you know, my three kids were homeschooled and we were doing the online learning thing. 
Shout out to all the parents who are listening to this going, yeah, all plans went out the window because I feel like Hong Kong's still recovering in a way with many people leaving. And anyway, I digress. So once my kids were back at school, I came back to this goal. I was like, okay, fair enough. Life happened. Didn't quite go according to plan, but now they're back in school. What can I do to really look at this? So I did the edit and I looked at Excel. What am I doing really well? Well, my kids know that I'm there for them and I'm supporting them. They're actually thriving in school and they're happy, healthy human beings with their emotions, but everybody's good. I'm also really excelling at my work, getting really clear on what I want to do and following the breadcrumbs of what's next for me and where I'm being called to show up. D, delete. What am I tolerating that's draining my energy and I can delete? For me, I've been tolerating a lot of requests that I don't need to be saying yes to. So people saying, can you do this? Can you do that? You should, you know, volunteer for this. You should volunteer for that. And I'm very clear in this stage of my life, that's not where my focus is. So it's been very easy to delete and say no to those things. For I improve, the number one shift or change that I thought I could improve that will make a difference was really focusing and looking at this relationship to time and the practical pieces of like, how am I scheduling my time? How am I using it? So as I said, I've been exploring how do I use my time most effectively? And that's really made a difference, particularly doing, you know, start of the week goals, end of the week goals, celebrating my wins every day, writing them down and reminding myself, oh my gosh, you know, there is so much to celebrate here. T, time. When am I going to implement and schedule these changes? For me, when I realized my kids were back at school, this is something I implemented right away because they were back into school. So that's an example of how you can use the edit to begin to review what is working and what's not. So once you've done that for yourself, then it's the question of, okay, you've got clarity now, you know what it is that you need to shift or change. And this now comes into the final piece, which is around how do you actually implement and make the changes. This is where the T in edit comes into place. Time. Now, let's be honest. Most people fall down at the implementation stage, the actual doing of the thing. But here's the good news. Now that you've identified the key pieces to your unique edit, you're aware of what needs tweaking for you. Not because you're following someone's formula, but because this information has come from you. And with this awareness, you can take the steps. Before we dive into the steps of scheduling, implementation, and execution, let's talk about what you need to do before this. So I invite you now, if it's safe for you to do so, to close your eyes. If you're driving or you're at the gym doing something, then come back to this later or put down the dumbbell or pull over on the side of the road. And I invite you to take a moment to just close your eyes and to really imagine your life after deleting those pieces that you're tolerating. And imagine your life as you implement the improvements or changes that you want to make. So for me, I imagine saying no to that request to join this. No to that request to do the other thing that's going to take three hours out of my week. And I feel lighter. My shoulders are further away from my ears and I can relax a little. As I think about celebrating my wins and tracking them every day. feel a sense of calm. I can lean back a little bit. But what is it for you? viscerally see it, feel it, taste it, touch it. What are you doing? What do you sense in your body? Okay, so just really feel that future self. And with your eyes still closed now, I imagine you to just simply stay as is. 
So staying as is, just tolerating, okay, I'll just say yes to that project. It's easier to say yes than, than to let that person down. Imagine yourself not prioritizing this, continuing going on in the status quo. And how does that feel? What do you sense in your body? For me, I can feel my shoulders start to round and I kind of want to curl up into a ball. So just noticing in your body how both of these different ways of being feel, what you sense, what you know. And then you can just begin to bring your awareness back to the day and the room around you and open your eyes. And this is the thing. It's one thing to strategize what you need to do, but it's another to actually feel the desire for it. So hopefully in that really short exercise, you got a little taster of what it feels like, what you see when you imagine yourself making these minor edits and changes. And you can feel, actually, I don't want to carry the same old with me. And you can really viscerally feel the difference between the two. And hopefully that little taster has got you going and motivated to then schedule whatever change needs to be made, putting it in your diary and showing up and following through. Because in showing up and following through, you're going to be one step closer to what you could just sense and feel when I asked you to feel into that future. So right now, it's about commitment and scheduling. Because if you don't, there's a cost to that, right? Did you notice it in your body? Did you notice less energy, less radiance, less joy, less confidence? Or practically, maybe, oh, if you don't take action, there's going to be more stress, more overwhelm, more burnout. Your body doesn't lie. So this is your invitation, if you needed it, to honor your body. Your body is wise. It's all-knowing. And maybe your head just wants you to keep on going, to say yes to all the things, to not take action on what your heart and your body knows to be true. But hopefully in that short exercise, you've got to feel for what else is available to you. So put that in your diary, okay? What practical steps do you need to take in the next week, month, and quarter to move towards that vision for yourself? Create the practical steps. And then the next step is to create the routine around it. And this is where (laughs) you can absolutely get messy. You can make mistakes and you can fall down, but you get back up and you move towards that vision that you do want, okay? So there you have it. This has been a process on how you can conduct a mid-year review to create a life, career, and business that you actually love. So as you will have seen, we're talking about baby steps here. This is not huge, major steps. This is really about getting clear on what needs to change so that you can step into that future vision of yourself. So just to recap, what did we do today? We covered why it's important to do a review, especially if you're busy. We talked about the number one mindset shift to doing a successful review. Spoiler alert, it's all about celebrating your wins. We talked about the effective way to do a review in order to map the right goals using the edit analogy, looking at what you're excelling at, what you need to delete, what you need to improve, and looking at your time and how you can schedule and implement these changes. Then we looked at the best advice for actually taking action and following through. We did a very short exercise to feel into both of those options of staying as is and moving into what it is that you do want. 
So I hope that this has been helpful for you and I cannot wait to hear how you go with this. So feel free to DM me at Instagram. My handle is at I am Siobhan Barnes. Or if you're on my mailing list and you received this podcast via email, then hit reply and let me know how was the edit process for you. I'd love to know what came up for you in your edit. And just know that I'm here cheering you on as you review, make these micro changes to create the life, career and business that you actually love. Thank you so much for tuning in. And before you go, please remember you are here for a reason. Beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving, you matter. Thank you so much for listening in to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. You can download more episodes and subscribe over on iTunes. And if you've loved listening in, please come on over and leave a review. For further show notes, guest information, and to receive your free guide to the top five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, go to SiobhanBarnes.com.